the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I'm your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm joined in studio once again by our producer of Education Nation and my co-host, Mark Durkin. And another good Saturday evening to you, Rebecca. Yes, and oh, I'm not really enjoying this cold weather that we've been having. I know, having. but we had a burst of some warm weather I know. just a couple days ago. I know, just, 70s, for, loved it. just for what, 12 hours? Okay, we'll take it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, over the last few months, we have spent much time talking about the landmark Janus decision in which the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that public sector workers who chose not to join unions may not be required to help pay for collective bargaining through so-called agency fees. And the majority of the court stated that forcing those workers to finance union activity violated the free speech rights of non-members, compelling them to subsidize private speech on matters of of substantial public concern. And many people may forget that in 2016, it was 10 California teachers that initially sought to restore the First Amendment rights of all teachers and government employees. Led by teacher Rebecca Friedrichs in Friedrichs versus California Teachers Association, the teachers argued that no one should be forced to pay fees to abusive and politically driven unions. Now today, of all the public sector labor groups, Teachers' unions are the largest and most politically potent. Yes, mm-hmm, absolutely. And if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, we mm-hmm. talked about the 2016 presidential election alone, in which the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers spent a combined $63 million mm-hmm. bolstering Democrats much more money spent than any other public sector Mm -hmm. union. And by the way, we've done shows in the past on that, and that's not something that just happened in the 2016 election. It's been going on for a long time. This has been going on for a long time, that kind of money from from the public sector unions bolstering mostly Democratic um, candidates. Absolutely. Now, back in 2016 also, poised to rule five to four in Rebecca's favor, The Supreme Court deadlocked after the sudden passing of Justice Antonin Scalia, paving the way for the Janus case that was decided earlier this summer. Mm -hmm. But the initial setback didn't stop Rebecca's determination to stop state and national unions from destroying our nation's schools and American values. Yes, that's right. Rebecca is a 28-year public school teacher who founded For Kids and Country, a national movement of parents, teachers, students, faith leaders, and citizens uniting to restore our schools and culture. 
She's also appeared in print, on radio and television in local and national outlets, and she's the host of a successful Prager University video on why teachers' unions attack school choice. And just recently, Rebecca penned a book titled Standing Up to Goliath. It's a compilation of firsthand testimonies of teachers, parents, and kids abused by unions or policies pushed and funded by these same unions. Rebecca joins us by telephone in California to discuss her new book and the unions dividing and corrupting America's schools. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We're so happy to have you on Education Nation. Well, thank you for inviting me. It is a delight to be here. Yes. Well, we're going to jump right in because we have so much to talk about. Um, But from the perspective of a general overview, and we will get to the specifics in just a moment, why did you write Standing Up to Goliath? Well, in a word, really it was God who urged me to write this book. And I believe he did that because the greatest profession, the one that I was born to do, Mm -hmm. is under attack. Mm -hmm. And those attacking us are Goliath State and National Teachers Unions, who use our trusted profession, our apple pie image, Mm -hmm. um, and our schools, and they are fundamentally altering and undermining our American values and our society. Um, And teachers have no idea Mm -hmm. that we are funding the attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, Good and loving Americans have been told over and over that teachers agree with the unions and with their bullying tactics. We do not. So it's important for people to know that um, most teachers really like their local union association because that's just their friends standing together against a lot of corruption. Mm -hmm. But most teachers really resent the state and national unions because they take most of our dues money and spend it, as you mentioned, on one-sided, very far-left politics. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, the only way to rescue the teaching profession, our schools, our children, and really even our culture Mm -hmm. is for good and loving people to stand with good and loving teachers. Mm -hmm. Embrace them, educate them, empower those teachers to break free of these bully unions. Yeah, yeah. That's a powerful statement. And, you know, we've noticed this too because we have done shows on unions in general in the past. And we do find that the teachers like their local unions. And I think that's somewhat confusing for people sometimes because they think, well, my experience with the union is great. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. How, mm-hmm. Can you, I know, you know, I know that we want, have a lot of other questions we want to ask you, but can you take just a moment to sidestep and, and ask, or let us know, you know, where does that breakdown happen between the local union and the state? Yeah, gosh, I'm really glad you asked this because I have um, a program that I call Keep Your Local. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by Keep Your Local is it's just my little tagline for teachers. Mm-hmm. Did you know that you can go local only? So I'll explain mm-hmm. that in a second after I answer your initial question. Yeah. The breakdown is that the state and national teachers unions have on purpose mm-hmm. uh, deceived teachers. Mm -hmm. And so when they put together this whole union structure, I call it the unholy trinity. Mm. They created this triune relationship of local, state, and national. They are all legally bound together. So what the unions do is they convince teachers, really they convince them by corrupting the entire school system. We have corrupt school boards, uh, not in every district, but a Mm -hmm. lot of corrupt school board members, corrupt leaders, 
um, a lot of policies that are very damaging to our schools, our children, and our teachers. And so teachers are told, hey, all those bad guys out there are trying to get you. You need the union to protect you. Hmm. So teachers come together, and in their local union, they do feel protected because it's just their friends. It's their Mm -hmm. teacher colleagues most of whom really do love the children and really are working hard to do a great job. But the unions have, on purpose, planted activist teachers throughout schools across the country and and in uh, leadership in school districts. And so what happens is these local associations feel safe to these teachers. They feel like, if I don't have this local, I, I'm, I'm going to get fired, nobody's going to stand with me, I'm alone, mm-hmm. I'm terrified, and they have reason to be terrified. We really are bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't want to break away from that. But what they don't understand is they're connected to the state and national. When teachers pay their dues, I'm just going to use an example from California. Mm-hmm. In California, if a teacher pays $1,000 a year in dues, annual dues, goes automatically to the California Teachers Association. So the state gets this huge chunk. 192, no matter where a teacher teaches across the nation, if they're in National Education Association, $192 automatically goes there. So you can see that's a huge chunk. So in this example, 108 would stay at the local. So the local level is getting a very small piece of change. These teachers are doing all the work at the local level. Even, they even do the bargaining. They're the ones wow. that stick up for you if you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so teachers' experience is, oh, well, my local's sticking up for me. They don't realize 80% of their dues are going, or sometimes 90%, going mm-hmm. to these state and nationals who are spending it all wow. on, polit- on really a sexual agenda, a social agenda, and a political agenda. Wow. Wow. That's where the breakdown comes in. Very interesting. And the locals, the local people don't really have the authority to influence what happens at the state level. Is that right in the union? No authority at all. So I served as a local union board member for three years Uh uh, on the executive board. And I constantly pushed back. Um, Let me just tell you one story. There was a whole group of us. There were about 300 teachers. Mm -hmm. We were at a state level conference here in California. And uh, National Education Association leaders were on stage, mm-hmm. and um, a teacher in the crowd, who was very brave, mm-hmm. stood up and said, um, I'm here representing my teacher colleagues, and we just want to ask, um, we're very concerned about the way most of our money is spent on politics, one-sided politics, mm-hmm. and we want to know how we can have a voice in this. Mm-hmm. The NEA and CTA leaders on the stage ganged up on this woman in such a way. They bullied her. They isolated her in the crowd. 300 of of us were silenced. We were all just dumbfounded. It was like being on a playground, little kids being bullied. We were all terrified. They isolated her to such a degree, she withered in front of us. And they basically said, they did not use the word bigot, but their, their message to us was, our political way is the only way. If you don't agree with us, you're a bigot. There's something wrong with you. Wow. So they shut you down and isolate you that way. And so teachers are, I mean, we are powerless. Mm-hmm. As a union leader, I did not have a vote. Wow. I did not have a voice. No vote and if even. you did try to vote, 
you, if you voted your conscience, you're shouted down. I have teacher friends who have been told there's a special place in hell for people like you just because they wow. stood up against offensive sex ed or other offensive things. Wow. So it really, local teachers really have no voice. That is just shocking to me. Um, yeah. And one more question related to this. How do you become a state leader? Do they hand pick them from the local level or how does that work? Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, the, the unions claim to be the world's largest democratic deliberative body, but uh-huh. that is not true. So the way it works is, yes, typically you are voted in by your local association. Okay, you're going to be our state-level representative. Mm-hmm. But the problem, or our national-level representative, mm-hmm. the problem is I have dozens of friends who've done this, mm-hmm. and I've done it. Mm-hmm. When you go up to the state or national level as a representative, if you dare to speak out, in defense of your own teachers and what they are desiring, or if you dare to question the unions, state and national unions, and what they're doing, you are isolated. You are booed off the okay. stage. You are, so I've had even friends spit upon. Hmm? Even at that level, then. So even if you oh, get up course. there, you're still isolated. Especially at that level. Yeah. Especially at that level. So if you are a teacher serving at those levels and you don't agree with union activism, you are bullied, shunned, mm-hmm. Sometimes even, I have friends who have been spit upon even. Mm. You are, I mean, you, people will stand up and block your way to get down the aisle. It's complete bullying and mm-hmm. isolation. So what happens is good and loving teachers say, well, I don't want any part of that. Right. So they step down. Mm-hmm. And then the activists get in there. So, the, you sure. know, who okay. wants to go get beat up every year? Right, right. So a few do. A few do. And many mm-hmm. of them are brave Minnesota teachers who go get beat up every single year. Wow. But um, God bless them for mm-hmm. doing that for the rest Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for kind of going down that side trail for us to give us a better understanding of kind of how that all works. Sure. Um, as we look at kind of this big picture then of the Janus decision, over the course of the nearly 30 years as an elementary school teacher that you've had, can you explain three strategies that you've seen unions incorporate as a means of strengthening their grip on America's schools? Yeah. So um, first, the state and national teachers unions use what I call a culture of fear. Mm-hmm. And within that culture of fear, they bully and deceive teachers. So using teacher dues monies, which are meant for quote-unquote representation, they fund and push the union's far-left political agenda. They do this behind teachers' backs without our permission. And as I told you, if we push back, Mm -hmm. we're bullied, Mm -hmm. silenced, isolated. Mm -hmm. Many have even been chased out of their jobs for Uh questioning the union. So what the state and national teachers' unions are doing, number one, using that culture of fear, first thing they do is they are using the teaching profession to gain unfettered access to our nation's children Mm -hmm. so that they can push their social, sexual, and political agenda right into our schools and from our schools into our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they also, through their unmatched bullying of teachers, they also have so much power, they collect uh, collectively billions of dollars Mm -hmm. so they can use this this massive wealth Mm -hmm. um, and power to not only bully teachers, but they have bullied the state and national PTA and have made them Mm. completely useless Mm. to protect kids. They have bullied the school boards association. Mm. They bully businesses and say, hey, we're not going to give you our business if you don't support our 
sexual agenda. Mm-hmm. They bully legislators. Mm-hmm. They're, they bully all, so they bully from every single angle. If you uh, think mm-hmm. of a school in the middle and you've got all these things around the school, right, right. they bully every angle with all their power, with all the uh, money that they steal from mm-hmm. teachers like myself. And they use very cleverly worded, massive messaging campaigns. And with those campaigns, they have been able to do several things. They've successfully divided our nation mm-hmm. on racial issues, sexual issues, financial, like, you know, the, the wealthy 1% and all mm-hmm. that stuff. That's mm-hmm. all coming out of the teachers' unions, political and religious lines. So mm-hmm. when you turn on the TV and you see these massive angry rallies, the mm-hmm. teachers' unions are behind them. They're either organizing them, they're helping bus people in, they're definitely advertising them with my money through teacher websites and magazines. Hmm. Um, They have also undermined our educational system. They are the ones who've destroyed our excellence, Mm -hmm. the National Teachers Unions. They have done massive attacks, hundreds of millions of dollars against school choice, Mm -hmm. denying millions of children and families the right to an outstanding education. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because teachers in choice situations refuse to join unions. It's yeah. all about union dues. Mm-hmm. They want all teachers in schools where they're paying dues so that they can get in and indoctrinate the kids and the teachers and the culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next thing they've That's done something. is they have removed our Judeo-Christian values. Yes. Um, most mm-hmm. people don't know, but our schools were built upon Judeo-Christian right. values. Yes. Our, mm-hmm. I mean, our first textbook was this, the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And even the National Education Association was started by teachers who were printing little booklets full Mm -hmm. of the Bible and other uh, stories of integrity and goodness and kindness. Mm -hmm. The McGuffey readers, all of these things were full of goodness. It's the teachers unions Mm -hmm. who have removed those things and those values. And the last thing I want to say is that the, the scary thing, well, actually, this is actually something that good for your listeners to know. Mm -hmm. Teachers have no idea Mm -hmm. that they are funding all of this, that Mm -hmm. they are funding the demise of our profession, our schools, and our culture through their union dues. So we get back to your last question about how the, you know, the three parts of the union, state, national, and local. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing I ask people to do is get a copy of my book, which we'll talk about later, give it to a teacher you love. Mm-hmm. and start educating them on what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. And um, I teach teachers that they do have the right to stand together and reject, completely reject state and national unions and just go local only, yes. have mm-hmm. a local only association. Mm-hmm. So if we can help teachers to learn that mm-hmm. and support them through it, we can get rid of all these problems mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah, interesting. Interesting Absolutely. that you yeah. could do that. And speaking about the book, too, Rebecca, you recount almost 30 years of coming face-to-face with local and national unions, and as you put it, you say, dividing and corrupting our schools. Um, would you share with our listeners, I, I just want to give them a little picture of maybe some of the initial things you experienced that kind of got you thinking about uh, contesting this movement. If you would share one example of a powerful and personal account that you experienced early on within the union that you can look back on as a key moment that led you on this quest to expose the inner working of unions? Yeah, sure. Well, for me, I was a student teacher. I was 22 years old, still in college, and I was assigned to the most incredible, what we call master teacher. Uh, She was, I worked inside her classroom and learned from her every day. She was inspiring. Those kids were so blessed to have her as their teacher. But next door, I witnessed every single day 
as this teacher, she would just be trying to line her kids up after recess or the morning bell. She would grab them, yank them, get right into their little faces and scream at them. Mm. They were half her size. They came up to her waist. They were six-year-old first graders. Mm. And this woman towered over them. She was so frightening that in my mind, I, honest to God, thought I saw bobby pins flying out of her hair. And I know I didn't. It was just the only witch I had ever seen in action was Looney Tunes Witch Hazel. Mm-hmm. And so I think my mind just kind of said, oh, she's Witch Hazel. But I was, ter- I was 22, terrified of her. I couldn't imagine how the children felt. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I sat down with my master teacher, and I said, look, I'm learning about how to um, report child abuse because mm-hmm. I'm a mandated reporter, and mm-hmm. I'd like I think I see some next door and it's the teacher. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And my master teacher sat me down and she said, Rebecca, today's the day you learn about teachers unions and mm-hmm. teacher tenure. Mm-hmm. And she sat and told me, I didn't understand it all at that point. I didn't realize until later that it's teacher tenure in conjunction with collectively bargained grievance procedures that make it almost impossible for school districts to do the right thing and fire a teacher like that. Right. In fact, I watched until that teacher chose years later to retire on oh her my own. Goodness. They years never later. got rid of her. Wow. Those children were abused year after year. And uh, when my master teacher explained to me that Rebecca, these unions are using our money to push a political agenda. So she taught me that at 22 mm-hmm. years old. So mm-hmm. I knew going in, right. but when I became a teacher, I discovered immediately that I could not avoid paying those unions. I, when I signed my contract and they said, you know, here's your union, what, I said, no, thank you. I don't want to be a part of that organization. They're letting teachers abuse children. Mm-hmm. And they told me, if you want a job, you'll pay us. Mm-hmm. So at that point wow. and up until just this year, mm-hmm. up until Janice won the case on June 27th. Mm-hmm. By the way, he won on my birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, wow. great. What a nice <laughs> birthday present. <laughs> yeah, God, I had asked God, please let him win on my birthday. And he did. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great. Uh, that's another story yeah. that's in my book, too. But, um, yeah, up until a, a month and a half ago, for the last 40 years, Anyone who became a teacher in this country who was um, hired into a union shop Mm -hmm. was forced. You didn't have to join or pay dues, but you had to accept their representation and pay their fees. Mm -hmm. And their fees, you know, in my case, when I joined or didn't join, when I had to pay in those days, the difference between dues and fees was only 50 bucks a year. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. this is the problem. Teachers Mm -hmm. have been funding Mm -hmm. this. For a long time. And yep. you are listening to Education Nation here on AM 1280 The Patriot, where tonight we're speaking with Rebecca Friedrichs by telephone from California. Rebecca has written a book called Standing Up to Goliath, which exposes national and state teachers' unions as the money and the muscle behind the degradation of American public schools. We'll go ahead on to the next question and talk about some specific policies. Well, here in Minnesota, racial equity policies in our schools are causing great frustration, as many white students and their families are feeling ostracized under some of these new curriculums. And uh, just this summer, in the Cruz-Guzman versus State of Minnesota case, the Minnesota Supreme Court recently ruled that plaintiffs seeking court-ordered metro-wide racial balancing in Twin Cities public schools 
can go forward. Now, in your book, Rebecca, you're very vocal as to how racial equity discipline policies are turning Minnesota classrooms into war zones. You, you specify the state of Minnesota. Would you please share with our listeners some of your findings as they relate to the discussions that you've had in particular with one Minnesota teacher? Sure, I'd love to. And uh, just by way of clarification, these policies are damaging schools nationwide. um, They are impacting every single state. But Minnesota in particular has uh, some of the biggest problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have spoken with more than one Minnesota teacher. Your teachers are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, I've spoken to multiple ones, but I do highlight one particular Minnesota teacher in my book, and his name is Aaron Benner. I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of Aaron because he's been on national media because he is very brave Mm -hmm. and has spoken out against these racial equity discipline policies. He taught in St. Paul, Minnesota public schools for 21 years until he was basically chased out for daring for daring to stand up mm-hmm. in protection of children, mm-hmm. in protection of teachers, in protection of parental rights. Right. Um, so I don't want to give away his story because I want your listeners to buy mm-hmm. my book. Right, right. But mm-hmm. um, particularly because it's full of a lot of stories that they need to know to help teachers. But one highlight, Mm-hmm. is that Aaron personally witnessed a boy punch a girl in the face, knocking her out cold. It's oh, awful. So a couple of days later, Aaron follows up by calling the mother to see if the little girl's okay. And Aaron was harassed and accused and disciplined by his administration for calling that mother. What? He was told that he interfered in some legal way. And he, he, nor I, nor you, or any of your listeners understand that. No. That doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense. Compassion. Compassion being labeled as interference. Exactly. And and as a teacher, Aaron loves the students. I love the students. Great teachers love the students. Look, if a teacher doesn't love the students, leave. Mm -hmm. You don't belong in the profession. Mm -hmm. So Aaron is there defending this child and doing what's right contacting the parent, checking on the child's well-being. Any parent would love that teacher for that. Mm-hmm. He was punished for that. Right. That's wrong. Yeah. So here Aaron is chasing, or excuse me, um, protecting and fighting for children, teachers, and parents, and for parental authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's disciplined for speaking out. Now, what makes Aaron's story in particularly interesting is he's a black man. So, and these policies are claiming that white teachers, literally, because of these policies, teachers are forced to sit through these trainings where we're told, if you're a white teacher, you have white privilege, you're causing the behavior problems Mm -hmm. of these kids Mm -hmm. of color. Mm -hmm. And so here Aaron is, a black teacher, saying, that's a bunch of hogwash people. (laughs) And so he can, you know, he can have a louder voice because of that. He's a man with high integrity and outstanding standing educator. Mm-hmm. But when yes. he pushed back, he was not only harassed by his district, but by a coordinated effort between his district, the ACLU, and his own teacher union that he was funding. Wow. So that's the connection. Because, you know, as we're talking about these unions and the impact that they've had, it's very interesting that a gentleman who would be standing up and showing compassion for a child would then be punished by his union. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It's just shocking, isn't it? 
It is shocking. You know, I know that we have so many other questions, and I think we're going to have to go into another show for us to be able to get all of these questions uh, answered because you are just a wealth of information. So I'm just going to very quickly, once again, talk about the name of your book for our listeners and invite them to join us again, you know, next week as we continue this conversation with you, Rebecca. Um, Why don't you very quickly tell me, tell, tell the name of the show or the name of your book, and then we will close out and join you again next week. Sure. My book is called Standing Up to Goliath, and it's available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, and it's available in bulk purchases over 25 at BulkBooks.com. All right. Excellent. Well, we've enjoyed having you again with us, Rebecca Friedrich, and we enjoy uh, knowing that we're going to have you back again next Saturday, and we hope that our listeners will join us as well. If you want to listen to this podcast or any other podcast, you can go to ednationmn.org. That's ednationmn.org. You can see our Facebook page and like us on Facebook, Education Nation Radio, or follow us on Twitter at EdNationMN, at EdNationMN. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having our listeners join us again next Saturday night on Education Nation on AM 1280 The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.